You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow a side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews. So let's get started. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today in the guest chair, we have our entrepreneur residence, Miko Drew. When you first joined me on this Side Hustle Pro journey in June of 2016, I introduced you to Miko. We checked in with her throughout the year to learn how her journey was going. Miko is a corporate America retiree, as she's coined herself, who jumped ship from a lucrative career in marketing to venture out on her own. In the last year, she has founded the blog Miko and the Dish. She's launched an online store of food-related merchandise. She's partnered with major brands, learned more about the food blogging industry, and today she shares the latest business that she's getting ready to launch. Miko has always been transparent about her bumps along the road, including when she's been low on funds, gone through a breakup, slept on the couch of one of her friends. She has shared it all with us. So today... We see what she's been up to since the last time we spoke. Sadly, I'll be introducing a new entrepreneur resident soon. Well, sad for Miko because we'll miss her, but great to feature another entrepreneur. And today is our last check-in with Miko, but it's a good one. On this episode, Miko reveals how she's continuing to grow the Miko and the Dish brand, how she's keeping income coming in, why she's decided to partner on new website, Hitch Hatch, and how she's growing her business from scratch. Plus, she'll share how she's managing entrepreneurship, life, and love, and what's next for her. So, let's get right into it. Welcome back to the guest chair, Miko. Wow, it's been a while. Shame on us. It has been a while yeah, it's been long overdue. Not shame on us. It's probably shame on me. I've had a lot on my plate. So I'm sorry to the Side Hustle Pro fam. I love you and I've missed you. <laughs> no, we've all, we've both had a bunch of stuff on our plate. But good, you know, good problems like that shows we have been working. Yes. So, you know, let's jump into it. So for those of you who don't know, you know, again, Miko is our entrepreneur in residence. Tell us what have you been up to since we last spoke? Well, before I start off about me, let me just tell you congratulations on your 200K downloads and being ah, listed on you. Gold Women you Podcasters. Know, we are closing in on 300,000 by the oh, time this airs. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you are doing great things. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud to be involved Thank you. with what you're doing. I just feel like it's almost a part of me. So yes, congratulations to you. Thank you. Um, but uh, since we last talked, I celebrated my one-year blogger anniversary. Congrats. Um, yeah. I um, also shared the stage with you at University of Michigan. Uh, I was able to do a, a little public speaking engagement. That was pretty awesome. Um, uh, I don't think last time we talked, you had seen the expansion in the store. So I vastly expanded the Meek One the Dish uh, shop. Uh, lot, lots more products there. Um, let's see. Uh, 
taken on a larger portfolio of clients, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Um, I've also crafted some some pretty awesome opportunities to kind of highlight some other bloggers, which has helped me networking wise, but also helped to develop my credibility and expertise in in the food blogging space. Um, and started a new business. So, oh yes, we'll get into. <laughs> Yes, we have so much to get into. Okay, so where do we truly begin? Alrighty, so what are some of the challenges you've encountered since the last time we spoke? So as I kind of just mentioned, I started a new business and I think the biggest challenge that I felt and that you may be feeling now is like just a feeling of being overwhelmed, like trying to maintain Miko in the dish at the level that I feel like it needs to 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 move in, um, as well as trying to learn a new industry, build a new site hire new employees um, for the hitch hatch. It's been hard to do both. So as a result, I've kind of had to pivot and focus on one, but probably the hardest decision for me was the decision to slow down um, on Miko and the dish in order to focus on this new area. That was, it took, a, I kind of dragged my legs at the, <laughs> at the idea of doing it. Um, but um, I, I think it was the right decision. And that's kind of like where I am today. I've kind of still, still in the slow portion of, of Miku on the Dish. There's still some activity, but not so much on Instagram or on the blog. And um, as a result, you know, a lot has happened. But um, ultimately, I think that's kind of been the hardest part is me realizing like I'm one person. And I think that's something I've always dealt with over over this entire journey is handing off things or uh, delegating responsibilities because I've always felt so, um, so much a part of the things that I've developed. Um, but as I've kind of started this new business has helped me a lot with really just being like, you know what, here, take it and run with it. And because I have like all these skills in all these different areas, I'm able to manage. Um, but I don't think I would have been able not been, I would not have been able to do it at the level that I'm doing it now had I not been responsible for all of it with Miko on the dish. So you have mentioned Hitch Hatch, but for those who don't know, what is it and why, like, you know, you, you started out the gate as Miko in the Dish. So what made you feel like so motivated that you're like, this is an idea worth betting on. I'm going to go out there and go full force on it. Yeah. So the Hitch Hatch is basically a site focused on moms and brides. And we design sassy statement apparel for life's most important moments. So think of like you and your girls. Hey, you're a, you're, you're a fiance, right? Like think about you and yeah. your girls about to go to your bachelor party. You want to have like some matching gear. Like we design the gear for that. Or you just had a baby and you want some cute mommy and me apparel like we designed stuff for that and so my best friend who was already in the apparel industry brought to me this case study and basically said hey what we're recognizing is a lot of the business that we're receiving is coming from brides randomly. We don't even market that. We were trying to figure out ways to like, you know, capitalize on it more. And I was like, boom, I got you. <laughs> and so I kind of pitched myself as a partner for the business in order to help develop them and, and, and essentially rebrand the company under the Hitch Hatch. And so that started at the end of last year. And it was right before I decided to move to Dallas, which which is where she is. And that's why I moved to Dallas was to focus in on that business. So one, I did it because it was the opportunity presented itself. And I thought it was a, was a great idea. There's a lot of areas within the wedding, just you 
you just think about the wedding space itself when it comes to customization, we've researched sites at nauseum and there's just so much space for improvement. And so we just thought that we could bring something to this space with her expertise, with my expertise, that would be game changing. And so that's what we decided to do. And, uh, the reason why I've kind of focused on it because she has a proven business model that, I mean, she wasn't even trying to attack. And I felt like I could bring some insights from a marketing and community building standpoint that would help out as well. And so that's why I just kind of jumped all the way in and decided like this. Okay. And, and it's not because I want to move away from Meek on the Dish. I, I think what I have learned over this time, because I get to spread my wings and really just try the things that I'm interested in, is that I think I will be a serial entrepreneur. Like that will be my thing. I am in love. I've fallen in love with creating these like, online spaces, these online communities, these online businesses. And so this probably won't be the last thing you hear about. So, <laughs> And you yeah. not be alone in that, you know. So you're all in. Clearly, you must have learned a lot from the foodie apparel line that you created for Miko and the Dish. So have you been able to use a lot of transferable skills? Oh, my gosh, regard? 100 percent. So, you know, um, and you're familiar with this also because we. I, I remember listening to your podcast with the founder of Tease in the Trap, but right. you know, Arsha, yeah, yeah Arsha. We 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 kind of. I kind of jumped in to the apparel business using drop doing a drop sh- shipper or a, a print on demand supplier. And that's allowed me to really expand the line without any risk at all, right? But my friend, she has, you know, she already has the equipment <laughs> to do those things. We don't need a drop shipper, but the expenses involved in pr- producing a shirt that you haven't proven is really hard. So I've been able mm-hmm. to bring my expertise in like, okay, we use these drop shippers to identify what's the greatest demand or what's most demanded um, as far as products. And then we bring that over in- in-house so that we increase our profits. So like creating a business model for how to get out there quickly with new fashions, whatever's trending, and then a way to then optimize profits is something that, you know, I've basically been able to learn from my site is like, okay, let's get the designs out there. Now let's figure out how to get the most from the designs. So. And how is it going? Have you soft launched or fully launched? And what are you doing to attract uh, business? Yeah. So we soft launched about two weeks ago, it was. And we basically shared the soft launch with a handful, more than a handful of people to provide feedback on the site. And we got some amazing feedback on product and the flow of the site, some really positive feedback, but even some very critical feedback. But that was essential for us in order to take the next phase. We basically broke this down into phases. The first phase was to get a soft launch out and to get feedback. We didn't want to go down the pipeline too far without us being able to turn around before we can make edits. One of the major things that we've heard feedback on was on the customization functionality of the site. And from there, now we've hired someone to really build the ultimate customizer that's going to be visually appealing, that's going to have the right flow, that's going to offer the right products. That's basically you're going to give the person who's on there a real feel of what they're going to walk away with, which we think is the game changer for the industry is because we don't necessarily feel like a lot of sites have it optimized. And so our next phase is to improve the site and to bring on the rest of our designs. 
but we've got a skeleton out there. If people want to check it out, they can certainly check it out and email us, but it's thehitchhatch.com. And fortunately, because it is a skeleton and it does have products in it, we can we are already starting to see sales from it while we're still building. So, so far it's been really, really well. It's gone really, really well. And we've been able to stay on track with, you know, our phase plan and gotten some really great feedback in order to keep improving and really make sure that we're getting the right target, target design for the right audience. Yeah, I was included in your feedback loop and I was so excited because <laughs> first of all, I want to start a business focused on brides because going through this process, I'm mm. like, the wedding industry is a racket right. and how can I get in on it? Right. <laughs> right. There are new customers coming in all the time. New babies it's all the crazy. time. It's changing all the time. If you, I mean, yeah. if you've got to think of the industry to be a part of like, this is, this right. is it. It just made sense. Brides yeah. will buy anything. Any- and the thing is that it hits like everyone, you know, kind of agrees. Like, this is what we go charge. Yeah. So right. you can, you know, no, you're not getting it anywhere cheaper. Right. So I love where you're headed. But, you know, we have to go back to Miko in the dish. Yeah. So you talked about you went into laser hustle mode. Yeah. You slowed down marketing and blogging to really focus on launching the Hitch Hatch. So how have you been, one, making income? So that's one. And then maintaining just your fan base and and making sure people feel the content and that love. Yeah. Well, nobody's feeling the love right now. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Gone black. And I've gotten a lot of people reach out like, where are you? (laughs) What's going on? And I've personally responded to everyone who's communicated with me. It's inevitable. Like my decision to go black meant that I was going to have to bear the consequences of, you know, my, my growth slowing down. Am I still growing? Yes. And and that's a blessing, but it's definitely slowed down. And so to try to stay out there, you know, I have, I've had these systems in place already for the things that I'm willing to hand off, which essentially has been my syndicated content. And so I have syndicate a, a system in place for syndicated content where it's regardless of what I'm doing, there's content always being distributed. The one areas where I've decided to own myself are my blog and Instagram. And so that's the areas where I'm seeing the most hurt. And it's from a just a rate of growth. It's not because growth has stopped. It's, it's definitely slowed down. But, you know, in me going into this decision to pivot, it's never like I'm, I'm going this direction and I'm going black forever. I set a, a three-month at most, and I'm at about the two and a half month mark, but a a three month max on like going black and focusing on this area before I felt like it was going to be detrimental for me. And so I actually have obligations now with brands where within the next week, you'll see content redistributed on Miko on the Dish. But in the meantime, yes, I've slowed down on the number of followers that I'm getting on a daily basis. I've slowed down on the number of visits to the site. Even sales in the store have slowed down. But, you know, on the other end, the consulting side business is booming. And so, um, and I'm not even really trying there. So yeah, it's been a bit of a trade-off, but I do believe in the end, the things that I'm learning from this other side of the paradigm is definitely going to benefit me golden dish as I bring things, as I refresh things back up in the next weeks. 
I love that you mention the consulting because one thing I'm always curious about is the hustle that funds the side hustle. Sometimes that's the job. Sometimes that's, you know, you have various odd jobs that feed into a side hustle that won't be profitable for a while. So talk to us about the consulting business. How did it start to boom? How did you really build that out? You know what? Like, I don't have an answer for how it happened. It just kind of happened. Uh, so <laughs> I thought I was leaving work, right, to, to start my own blog and to be a food blogger, which I am, and I'm still very committed to. But, you know, things you think you're doing it for reasons are not necessarily what it ends up being. And so my blog ended up being a portfolio of my capabilities. And so people see the portfolio and they say, I want what you have. Can you do my social media? And so I've gotten clients doing their social media and and creating content. I just finished up a project where I was working with the largest minority instruction company in the U.S., developing a video for them for the Super Bowl committee. Where did that come from? I mean, word of mouth. Like, I literally did not go pitching myself for this project. Somebody dropped my name and they were like, yeah, we saw your blog. I want to hire you. I'm like, my blog, my food blog has nothing to do with construction. <laughs> my food blog has nothing to do with construction, but for whatever reason, they they felt, you know, I related to them. It was in the conversation, maybe. I don't know, but I got that gig. I've done local design. I've done food photography. And I just secured a contract doing somebody's website. Honestly, like, stuff that I can, I do not have on my resume as things that I have done before, But besides the fact that you can see it on Miko in the Dish as something that I've done, and as a result, I've gotten all these projects. I mean, I honestly do not have a site that says Miko Design Consulting, but for some reason, my name is out there as that. (laughs) And it's been great. It's been great. Every time I wonder, you know, am I making the right moves? I just listen to that small, still voice that says, try to say yes, you know, and I'm trying to say yes to more things. It's stretching me in, in ways that I didn't realize. But as I said before, like, Honestly, I feel like it's all going to come back to me and able to help continuing to improve the Miko and the Dish brand. And that's really, to me, I will never stretch so far to where it's like, it's not somehow going to benefit what I'm doing with Miko and the Dish. Now, two questions about consulting, because again, something else that intrigues me is number one, okay, you're being approached by people to do things that you didn't see yourself doing. So how are you thinking about pricing here? Are you going based off what you used to make incorporate and maybe adding tax? (laughs) Or are you, you know, allowing them to kind of put the first quote on the table and then saying based on your time? And then two, you know what? I'll do two later, but it's about structuring your time because you're still building out the hitch hatch, yep, right? Yep. And you pull back from Miko. So yep. how then do you devote time to these consulting contracts? Yeah. So, well, first thing is about the pricing. And I am right. really leery of even discussing this because who well, knows my next client might be listening to numbers. <laughs> the process, right? Because like you said, I have not been hired to do this stuff before and I got to come up with these numbers. And so it's been, Google has been my friend. (laughs) What can I say? I've done a lot of Google searching. When I came up with my pricing for like the video production, I had never been hired to do video production for someone else. And I basically looked at what the average rate of average rate was in the industry and I marked it up for my for my MBA about like 20, 25%. And then I, I pitch it and then we negotiate from there. Um, but I, I I think, you know, 
I, I don't necessarily base it on what my MBA uh, salary was. I base it on what the industry standard is, and then I put on a premium for my MBA. Makes sense. And now, as far as structuring your time, are you like having a day or two that's only devoted to consulting and then other days that are just for your new business? Yes, that's that's the only way I that's the only way I can do. I get so engrossed in the work that it I it the only thing that stops me is the fact that I fall asleep. So it's hard for me to start one thing through in, in the day and then to move to another thing that day, because I'm still thinking about the, the object that I, or the, uh, or the, the project I was working on earlier. So I do, you know, I'm big on lists. And so I try to create tasks, but typically the tasks are devoted to one area. So it, it's either a day of working on the hitch hatch or it's a day of working on consulting work. Oh, okay. Yeah. And are you starting to see more rewards from your business? Like we've spoken to you throughout the last year at different stages. There were times when you were more stressed out than others. Yeah. There were times when you were like, all right, this is this is going somewhere. I feel it. Where are you now on that spectrum? I feel really good. I feel incredibly optimistic about the Hitch Hatch. I feel incredibly optimistic about Miko on the Dish. I mean, I'm saying that I'm gone black, but really I haven't. Like, I, I'm partnering with, um, I'm not for sure if you're familiar with this blog, but uh, Brown Girl with Camera. She does this uh, this photography workshop around the U.S. and she's coming to Dallas. She found my blog. I don't know how. She was like, can you cater my dining experience that's going with my workshop? And I'm like, yeah. So this weekend coming up, or not this weekend, but next weekend, I'll, Miko and the Dish, essentially. So I'm, I'm still out there with Miko and the Dish. Um, it's still, things are, I still do dining experiences and, you know, might be partnering with the little boo thing to do that. We've talked about this a couple of times is trying to get a tour of doing the dining experiences. And I feel finally that I have the support that I need to do something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's I've gone back and forth in different areas, but ultimately, like, you know, I feel like I've been able to still promote the Miko and the Dish brand. I've been able to still focus on the Hitch Hatch. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's trade-offs all the time, but. Okay. Well, speaking of trade-offs, you just snuck that in there, Miko. <laughs> oh, no. But we are going to rewind and rewind. talk about. So there, you know, in following you, those of you who haven't heard Miko's story, you got to go back and listen to all of our check-ins. So Girl, there I was, was, a, a sad was point. I crying on one of them? I don't know. Like, <laughs> there was a sad point when Miko went through a tough breakup. It was a real transition point. But now you have come back strong. Hey, now. And um, how, how has that been, finding love while... B- doing business, you know, and then finding someone who aligns with your vision. Oh my gosh. It's so different. It's so different. First of all, let me just say the person who I'm dating is, is like completely outside of the realm of anybody that I thought I would be dating, not because of one thing or the other, just because like, he, I just can't understand like how our paths even crossed, but I know that had I not taken this leap of faith, it wouldn't like it would have only happened if I walked this this entrepreneurial walk. And so I I, I feel like I've met somebody who, you know, you know, could essentially be within in my life for a very, very long time. And I and I 
and I have to believe that, you know, me listening to, to my guy <laughs> and essentially doing what I feel like I'm supposed to do has led me in this direction to find love. Um, but, you know, it's been great. It's because I'm, I, I, like I said, I was doing Meek on the Dish. He is actually a chef. Um, so, like you said, we have very similar interests from a career standpoint. He's very bold driven and, and, and essentially has been a great accountability partner for me. And I know I watch you and, and your fiance and how you guys work together. And, and it's just great to have somebody who kind of gets it and to just like put the reins down on you or when you're, when you're mentally like <laughs> out there can kind of reel you back in. And so he's been an excellent resource for accountability, for just like de-stressing. I, I adore him. I adore him. He's great. Yeah, it's been Aww. awesome. It's been awesome. Yeah. And now, like I said, we're looking for opportunities to, you know, continue to business together. <laughs> so it's, it's great. That's yep. the best. I mean, it's definitely can be tricky too, right? Love and business. Oh, it's like, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> when you're annoyed at, but no, I, I completely relate to having a partner who gets it because when you have those rough days, you don't need someone who's like, just just chill on the couch. Right. <laughs> Why are you stressing out? Right. What's wrong with you? No. I, right. I, I need someone I, who's I, like, I, no, I, you I got I will this. own my charge. Like, I'm crazy. I can be mm-hmm. crazy. But he knows how to deal with my crazy. And I just like, I'm like, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're glad that that part of life is aligning too. Thank so you. what else has changed in your business or business mindset since we last spoke? Ah, change in my business or my business mindset. I think that in in coming into the business, I really thought that, you know, I've created plans after plans after plans, constantly thinking that I had to have everything figured out. I had to have my target audience figured out. I'd had to have, and and, 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 to, and to an extent, this is very, it is still very true. Um, I can't just be out, out there doing anything, thinking I'm going to capture a, a community, but I've continue to evolve. And as a result of that, of the things that I'm interested in, like, you know, I realize that even my plans for how I'm going to approach Miko in the Dish when I come back are going to be evolving. Right. And so I just feel like, you know, I don't know where I read it or what I watched, but, you know, sometimes you just, maybe it's just yourself, but I really thought that it all had to be figured out. And I'm realizing that it doesn't, like things can evolve with you. It's just super important to, you know, bring in your community and, and, and hopefully they, they roll, they roll with you, but I'm not making any drastic changes, but I definitely can say like, I'm comfortable in the uncertainty. That's an amazing space to be in because uncertainty can drive such anxiety. Yeah. So that's really great to hear. So what's your vision for Miko, Miko in the Dish, Hitch Hatch from today onwards? Okay. Well, I think my overall vision for Miko in the Dish hasn't changed. I mean, my objective is still to create really amazing food and to be like, you know, homegirl in the kitchen, right? A girl you go to to kind of figure things out, to find tips and tricks, a reliable resource for the girl on the go. Like that's Miko in the Dish. And um, my plans for the brand, you know, continue to be, you know, big. I want to be a, a media personality. I want to continue to, to build products that people are pleased with. So, you know, the, the plans that I had in place when we last spoke are still the plans that I have now. 
Um, I remember coming into 2017 and saying, like, my priority is to do more media. I need to get this done. And clearly things have kind of shifted and I haven't necessarily done that. And I think, you know, had it been me last year, I'd be really, really hard on myself for not getting to where I want to. But the, 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 there's still more than half a year left. <laughs> so I, I, I still feel optimistic that, you know, I'll get to the things that I wanted to get to within the year. Maybe not Q1, maybe not Q2, but there's still, you know, other time for me to kind of still you know, check off those boxes. Um, and so media, you know, focusing on media opportunities is one of the really big ones for me. Like, eventually, I want you to see this face on television. You know what I mean? Mm, I'm waiting for it. Yeah. I'm ready. Are we here for this? Are we here for <laughs> it? I, I'm I ready. So. I hope so. But, you know, that's, that's, re that's really where I want, that's where I want to take it. And for the Hitch Hatch, it's, it's a fun pleasure project and business that I feel like I have a great mind to bring some improvements to. I think the Hitch Hatch is, you know, the Hitch Hatch is not something that like has my name on it per se. So I, I don't necessarily feel the closest as I do with Miko and the Dish. Um, but it's definitely something that for me, it's like, you know what? As I continue to build my expertise in online businesses and in e-commerce, e like the Hitch Hatch is helping me really understand how to navigate that space. And it's a low risk way to do so. And so like, I, th I feel like that's what the Hitch Hatch is for, for me is like really an opportunity to focus on. Because segmentation, if there's one thing I, I learned from Target, it's, it's this focus on segmentation, on being able to divide up your focuses on certain areas of the market and cater to that market. And so that's what I really wanted to practice doing with the Hitch Hatch. And by focusing in on, on, on brides and moms, we really get to be laser focused on how to provide, you know, things that they actually need. And so I, I'm hoping to learn a lot from working with this group. I mean, as I said, like new customers are coming in all the time. Trends are changing all the time. So I just feel like the nature of the business will teach me a lot. Okay. And have you hired any more help or built a team? Yes. Yes, I have. So for Miko and the Dish, I still work with the same social media intern that's been managing the syndicated content for Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus. Um, as I said, my objective is to focus on media on the latter half of the year. So I am looking for a publicist now in order to help me to do that. Uh, for the Hitch Hatch, I mean, the Hitch Hatch has more, has more uh, employees than me doing the dish, and it's only been open for like, what, two weeks? But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I have my partner who works on me with the Hitch Hatch. I also have um, a social media intern who I hired, and I'll just drop the note that I found them on Upwork. And so if we, if you want to go into that, we can, but I found them on Upwork and then I also, um, no, a freelancer. I found them a freelancer. And then I have a person who's doing the development of our, of our customizer and I found them on Upwork. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I will link to that. Yes. Upwork freelancer, always great tools yeah. for finding freelance people. Yeah. 
Now, what tools are you using these days to manage operations and keep you organized? Yo, my everything is Google Docs. I have never relied on Google Docs more in my life. <laughs> Google Docs is everything because it's like a place where I can, well, one, it has like my social media calendars and granted, like there's probably lots of fun apps that you can develop your social media calendars on. I try to keep my expenses low. So Google Docs serves the purpose for creating my social media calendar, my day daily task planner. It's where I have my um, objectives and goals uh, for that I can share with as new team members come on. It's where I have the job description and, and job instructions for new team members that I bring on. Um, it's where I have all my login information, <laughs> like Google, Google docs is my everything. It's working my expenses. Like it's everything to me. Um, uh, I still use buffer for my, uh, batch posting. Um, and, but I do have the paid account for that. Um, tax jar is a big one. I use tax jar for Miko in the dish and it, I mean, like with taxes, you got to figure out state stuff and I'm just not, I, I don't have time for it. So tax jar figures that all out for me. <laughs> I love them. Um, I just started, um, because of you, by the way, uh, transferring some of my expense data over to FreshBooks. So I don't have a review Woo-hoo! on them yet, but <laughs> Snap, 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 snap. But that's uh, maybe next time we talk, I'll definitely have some more reviews on that. Um, And for I'm diving big because both of the businesses that I operate in are very visual, visually driven. Um, And so I'm going to go big um, in Pinterest uh, in the in the coming months. And so Tailwind, I've been studying Tailwind a lot. And so Tailwind, I'm starting to pull my content into there to help create an automated system for, for Pinterest. And I really like them a lot. Um, and then let me think, Oh, anything else, anything else? Oh, Oh, cause I, you know, I love video and I've been trying to find quick ways to do video. I typically do my video on final cut pro. Like that's my like standard for, for most of my things, but for quick video editing, this online app called Filmora, it has all these like auto, auto like word motion graphics like kinetic topography like already in there it's so cool to edit on it so if you're if you don't have the background in videography but you want to test the waters and building some really dope video i say filmora is one that filmora.com is one you should try oh yeah I, i feel like i tried that out i need to go back to it um they is it like wondershare filmora or um, I don't know. I'll find it and I'll link to it, you guys. So before we wrap, Miko, you know, I just want to say, you know, one thing that I noticed having done these interviews with you and listened to you now for like a year, <laughs> I <laughs> I really feel you have this sense of calm that, you know, even though that does, you know, things are always swirling, yeah. things are happening fast and furious. I know it has to be crazy, but there's this sense of resolve that you have yeah. um, that is just so absolute that not to say you didn't have it before, but it's definitely more concrete now. Like, you're going to figure this out. You're like, uh, money? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> Girl, you, it's like you now know that you can make money, but you can keep yourself alive for a year. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but like you said, it, it, it's been a year in the making, right? Like, and so right. it, for the people who are trying to figure it out, whether it be a side holster or a full-time hustle, like I, I think if you have the capacity and the wherewithal to put your everything into it, like you will figure it out. Like there were times where, like I said, I wanted to go back to, you know, or I've, I've contemplated. I've never wanted to go back, but I've contemplated <laughs> right. the idea of going back to corporate America. There are times when I'm just like, I don't know where my next dollar is about to come, my next meal about to come from. Like there are times I had to move in and sleep on someone's couch. You know what I mean? Like those things all happened to me over the course of the last year. Um, but one thing that's that that has remained is that it always works itself out. And so, yeah, I'm happy that you that you said that because I feel like I earned those stripes and I definitely have more of a like a confidence and resolve. It's like, you know what, regardless, it'll it'll work out. It'll work out. So with that mindset, do you have any parting words? I always ask for parting words for my listeners and and particularly women who want to, you know, they have a business idea, they want to start it and eventually become an entrepreneur and but they're scared of losing that steady paycheck like you had. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that you you we listen to podcasts, we watch other people's stories of how they approach businesses, but you cannot base your journey on someone else's path. Everyone's risk tolerance level is is different. So you really have to adjust um, based upon what you can deal with. I didn't know this, but my risk tolerance was quite high. I was willing to kind of jump in and, and, and just try to figure it out. But I, I, I've had conversations with friends that are like, I could never do that. And it's fine. That's why, that's why this podcast is called Tide Hustle, because regardless of what you should be trying to do something in the area, like if it's not full force, do what you can take bites out of the apple. It's better to take bites out of it than not to take anything at all because then you'll live with the regret and that's the last thing that you want to do so i my, my thing is like don't necessarily take the leap or 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 do something based upon what someone else does that's not necessarily what's right for you do what you can do what you can and do it consistently um and you will see reward and then that over time will allow you to get confidence to take even bigger steps yes oh, that's that's a note that we needed. That's a note I believe in. Now that we are wrapping, oh, so sad. Where can <laughs> listeners keep in touch with you to hear more of your story, to ask you for advice? I'm sure others want to reach out to you to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. I am more than happy to assist and help people as they're figuring out and trying to navigate the space. So please, 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 if you have questions for me, feel free to reach out. I'm always available at MikoInTheDish at gmail.com. Um, and you can also continue to follow me. The blog picks back up this weekend. So you can also follow me at MikoInTheDish.com for the food blog. Um, and then, of course, if you're a new bride or a new mom, you can find everything you need. Not everything you need, but, you know, your custom apparel needs at the Hitchat. Hitchhatch.com, thehitchhatch.com. 
Love it. And I will link to it all. You gave me so many things to link to, by the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> <this episode>. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, this was our last check-in with Miko, our entrepreneur in residence, but not the last you'll hear from her. If you want to stay in touch, like she just said, reach out to her at the platform's websites, social media addresses she just named, subscribe to her email list, and just don't be a stranger. Thanks, Kayla. Alrighty, and there you have it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at Side Hustle Pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.